Go. Join. Howdy, folks, and welcome to another illustrious edition of An Evening with Dead Pit. I am Uncle Bill. And I'm a creepy Kentucky, and this is episode two. It only took us four months. Yeah, so at this rate, <laughs> we should get about five episodes in by 2018. Yeah, so you guys got uh, episode two finally. I know a lot of people uh, was like, is episode one just a one-off because it was October? And a lot of people were kind of expecting that we would do something anyway, so we did. And then it took us this long to get another episode, get together and do another, well, not really together, but just get together uh, on uh, the interwebs and uh, you know do a Dead Pit simulcast. You think about that for a second. It took us fucking four months to get together just on the Skype. That's true. It's true. We're busy men nowadays. Busy men. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, we've been busy with, with uh, non-Dead Pit-related stuff, everything else going on. Um, a lot of stuff has went on in the last, you know, three and a half months or so since we've last done an episode. We're going to be talking about that um, probably on the next show. Um, but we've got some, we've got a couple crazy-ass things to talk about. One in particular that we're going to get into here in a minute. They they announced, uh, I know Crater's happy about this. They announced the Popcorn um, Synapse release. You know, Synapse, they take their sweet-ass time with everything. They finally announced the release date on that, and it's, you know, like everything else Synapse is doing it, I'm still book on it. So uh, we'll be talking yeah. about that. And... Uh, there's there's one other thing that a lot of people related to that wanted us to discuss, and we'll be getting that as well. Um, but uh, Uncle Bill, what's been going on with you since October? Just uh, I've briefly, just, I've just been ecstatic because I've been running around grabbing everybody's pussy since Donald Trump's president. Yeah, I mean now well, we everybody, can do that. Everybody around here is honking for Trump. I mean, you got to yeah. do that. You got to do I that. I mean, I've been waiting on the excuse to grab a bunch of pussy. So now I got it. Yeah. Well, they actually have the grabbing by the pussy t-shirts out now that uh, I've actually purchased uh, one in every color so I can wear them to work with me. Did you hear yeah. the latest thing he said, though? This was fucking, this cracked me up. It wasn't him, but it was his uh, press secretary who said that uh, they have been given, they've been given out alternative facts that the, the Washington, D.C. inauguration was the largest inauguration ever. That's an alternative fact. Right. So, also, an alternative fact is that I have a 10-inch penis. That's an alternative fact. Could be true. Could not be true. Well, you, you normally have them at least that size in your ass. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's an alternative fact as well. Yeah, the thing is, like, that whole situation, man, we live in fucking... We're living in a fucking bizarro world. That's all I'm going to say. Like, never in a million years... After watching, like I watched some of the early, even the Republican, uh, the you know the early ones they did like last year, the debates with the Republicans, that motherfucker stuck out like a sore thumb. Like I was like, damn, he's not even going to last. You know, he's going to be out. But no, he somehow, yeah, he's the president now, Uncle Bill, and I don't know. I don't like it. Well, it just goes to show you, man. That I mean. People are really, really racist <laughs> and yeah. sexist. Yeah. Still, so that's good to know. Well, at least we do have the first WWE Hall of Famer president. I, you know, yeah, I never yeah, thought I'd, we'd see that in our lifetime. 
and uh, the first first lady that's a uh, centerfold as well. Yeah, there's some that's nice soft core corner out there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's always good. And, Just like you know, Barbara Bush. Everybody here is honking for Trump. Gotta love it. They really are. That was the scariest fucking thing. It is. It is. Like, a lot of people may not uh, may not know that I work at a call center during the day, so I get to talk to a lot of people. And there was this one dude that I talked to last week that he wouldn't, like, he wanted to check on his phone bill was the first thing. But after that, he was just excited as hell about Trump getting inaugurated. The coal business is coming back hardcore. Yep. He's going to, um, you know, he's going to right all the wrongs, the Obama administration. And, you know, he just kept going on and on and on. And on. Of course, you know, we're supposed to kind of agree with him, but I was doing my best not to. Not <laughs> to just cut. <laughs> To just kind just of like to say, yes, sir, yeah. yes, sir. Is there anything else I can do for you today, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Yeah, and he was like, he said something like, yeah, you're gonna lie. I'm sure you just want to get me off here. And I was like thinking, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to your bullshit. But, uh. Look, buddy, coal's coming back. They're going, I don't know how. Yeah. They're going to drill to the center of the fucking earth and fight the devil for it or something, apparently. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But, yeah, I do. I, I I'm similar to my dad in that respect, though, because my dad's hardcore, like, Demo- I mean, he's hard, hardcore Democrat. Like, I didn't really think Hillary is, was a good nominee for the Democrats at all. And I think if they had a better nominee, then, you know, we wouldn't have seen the results that uh, that we saw. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But, yeah, he didn't watch anything on TV on Friday at all. <laughs> I just He I just mean, turned I- it all, like, he just stayed off Facebook and everything. I was just thinking the other day when that inauguration was going on and everything. We must be living in like the stupidest time possible. Like where people are just... I mean, for that guy to be president, this has to be the worst generation, doesn't it? Yeah, he's he's the biggest idiot that's ever been in the White House. There's no doubt about that. And that's saying something, too, because we've had a lot of fucking morons in there. Yeah, I mean, George Bush, I swear to God, like, man, I'm not even kidding when I say, when I see pictures of George Bush now, like, I have a longing <laughs> to have him back. And, yeah. like, I hated that guy. Yeah. But he seems like a damn genius compared to this one. I'm honestly, like, I was telling my dad, I think we will see the first president actually voluntarily resign. I don't think he'll last four years. I think he'll quit. I really do. Like, I just, I don't I can I hope just so before he brings about the fucking apocalypse. Yeah, I mean he's a billionaire. He doesn't need the aggravation. I don't think. I honestly don't think that he thought he was going to win. No, of course he didn't. Ain't no fucking way. So, but anyway, back to what you were saying earlier before like we got into Trump and all that trunking was. Uh, yeah, we don't want to piss off all of our right wing constituents or whatever the hell the word is. You know, there probably is a lot of people that watch horror films that are like Trump supporters. As sad as that is. Yeah. Hey, but, did you see that one photo that somebody leaked out of him getting a spray tan? No. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it somewhere on Facebook. I should have saved it. It was great. I wish whoever was giving him that spray tan would pick it like a different color. Yeah, it was like an airbrush I, thing. He was sprayed, like, sp- getting spray painted orange. But you talked about steel books. That's another thought that I had here recently, too, man. Like, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I guess to each person their own when it comes to like what movies that you love and want to see like get special editions. But 
Uh-huh. I mean, some of these fucking still books seem a little silly to me. Like, I like popcorn and everything. Not the food, the movie, but I like both. I like popcorn. The food, yeah, but only. The movie's okay. Do we need okay. a fucking still book in that movie? Like, it well, just seems the, odd. I think the thing that Synapse is doing is any of their releases that are kind of... I mean, I'm not going to say... Because a lot of their releases are... Like, they do a lot of stuff with, um, uh, is it Impulse? No, what is it? Is that their oh, other company? Yeah, Impulse is the porn shit. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of stuff like that that nobody really gives a shit about. Or, I mean, there's a smaller group that people, you know, support support that sort of stuff. And some of the Synapse stuff, too, like, uh, they did a lot of um, obscure, like, I think they did Mosquito and yeah. stuff like that that not a lot of people will get behind. But the ones that pe- that they know people are going to – they've got an audience that's ready to purchase them. They always do those in Steelbook, I guess because – I guess I could see that. Like maybe they're doing the like the Al Pacino thing where he does one film for himself and one film for the studio. So they like doing yeah. the big releases fun and all the other stuff that nobody really like pays attention to. I could see that. Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, I mean, popcorn, the movie Popcorn – is more or less just a, I mean, it's average. I would, I mean, I guess I can understand why it's got a following. I, I mean, I like it's, it. It's okay, but I wouldn't yeah, go out of like, my. It's, there's a million other movies like that, though, that are just as good. Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to, you know, plop down 50 bucks to get the, you know, get the Blu ray of it. And that, I guess, is the part that bothers me. It's like the movies that have been, like, people have been waiting on for a long time. And this is across the board. This just ain't like still books, but like Shout Factory and stuff puts out those, you know, limited edition, like for these movies that everybody's going and it costs like a goddamn fortune. It's like, it seems like they only do that with the ones that people, you know, like the, the ones that people would really want are the hardest to get because they're so expensive. And I've probably gone like through, I'd say Shout Factory's probably released 50 titles since I bought one from them. It's like you yeah. can't even. There ain't no way you can keep up with that shit. Man. Yeah, I mean, for me too. I mean, the price, the price point is the thing as well. I mean, if if the Blu-rays, because, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to lump us together. I think we're both in the same boat. Like when we started really getting into collecting movies and DVDs and stuff like that, even if we went to Best Buy, the the DVDs, the horror movies and stuff were like fourteen, fifteen dollars tops. And now, you've got all these releases like. The, the Vestron video titles that Lions Gets coming out with. You've yeah. got the Scream Factory titles where you've got to literally plop down $30 a title. And for me, a lot of these movies that they're releasing, I'm fine with having them on the multi-packs and stuff. Like, I don't really give that big of a damn about, you know, Shopping Mall or something like that in HD. I just don't care. Like, some of those low-budget movies to me... The Blu-ray format, I don't really give a shit. I really don't. Like, I'd be fine watching Savage Streets on DVD all day long. Rather yeah, but than even watch. the ones that I do give a shit about, man, like, I don't need a steel book. Like, when Suspiria comes out, I would be perfectly fine with just, like, a fucking Blu-ray of Suspiria. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, guaranteeing the, there's going to be, like, an Ultimate Edition that'll cost $100. No, it's the Diamond Pod, Uncle Bill. Don't forget it. We talked about <laughs> it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's the Diamond Pod, so... <laughs> One of the things, though, that we're going to get, we might as well get into and dive into this because this is going to be a lengthy topic. Is when they announced Synapse announced the Blu-ray 
for popcorn. Um, a lot, and I'd forgot about this actually, but I had some friends of mine bring it up that um, a name that's kind of familiar with the show or with with the horror community had um, started an Indiegogo campaign back in two thousand. When did it start? I think it was back in two thousand twelve. Um, you know, Indiegogo is kind of like Kickstarter. There's a couple of different ones on there, um, on, on the, on the interwebs where you can, uh, it had different, uh, different perks where, yeah. you know, if you pledge, I'm looking on the, on the website here, if you pledge $5, you received a thanks in the credits of the documentary an 11 by 17 poster, uh, $50. There was uh, the DVD, which you were promised a copy of the DVD when it was finished, 11 by 17 poster, $100, you know, uh, they had a $100 perk that had autographed DVD release, stuff like that. And of course, none of this stuff was ever honored. There was almost $3,000 raised mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, by 97 different people. So now that... Um, this uh, DVD or Blu-ray edition from Synapse is coming out. A lot of the people are asking, hey, is this, you know, where's, am, am I getting my copy of the movie? And... Oh, no, you ain't. I can answer that. <laughs> well, Steve Warner can say that. Goddamn. Yeah. The, th- the thing that... Um, okay, Don May Jr. has been sending out these emails to everybody that's been questioning him. They bought the rights to the movie after the fact. Um, the Christy Jet was the was the person that was involved in the Indiegogo. See, I had forgotten all about this man because yeah. like, this is yeah, so to. long ago, and like it, it just kind of died off. But now that you mentioned, I do remember this being a big thing. Like, right yeah, I think we talked about it back in the day on the on the old Dead Pit Radio show. Um, and it was a big thing, you know. I mean, we had no reason. Christy Jett at the time was working for Fright Rags. And, you know, I mean, never had a history of, you know, running with, <laughs> you know, starting things and running away with, with money and stuff like that. I mean. Allegedly. Allegedly. Can I just say allegedly? Well, before? I mean, she's she's kept the money for five years or whatever, however long it's been. I'm just saying, we've already been sued a couple times. Well, almost been sued a couple times. Let's not fucking... Right, be sued again. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying from what I've under from what I've been told, and I've talked to at least three people that's backed the project that hasn't received anything. So evidently, the story is the money was used to film um, the interviews. Yeah. I don't know what exactly it cost to do that. Simply, um, I mean, from what I understand. There's, there were interviews shot with her asking the questions, and she was involved in a commentary that's going to be on the Blu-ray. Um, but beyond that, she had nothing to do with this release at all, from what I understand. And I talked to another. I'm not going to name who I've talked to because I don't know if they want me to name them. Um, but I've I'm talked to people that were in charge of the Synapse release in certain aspects, you know, whether it be the documentary or... Uh, the actual release itself. Don May Jr., of course, like I said, he's been sending out messages, letting people know that, hey, we had nothing to do with the fan campaign. Contact the person that was 
uh, involved in that campaign to see if they're going to honor it for you. And so, I'm, what is the? I mean, what they put? They're getting ready to put out the movie, right? Yeah. And it's got a documentary on it. I'm assuming it's not the documentary that was supposed to be like the fan funded thing, right? It's got aspects of it in it, evidently, because the interviews. So uh, she's Christy was like, the, what? She was the one that interviewed um, the cast. And from my understanding, she was the moderator in the commentary. Okay, so but nobody got any of the things that they paid for. Is that what it is? Like right, yeah, them? all the perks, the five dollar, fifty dollar, hundred dollar perks. Oh. Which, um, like I said, there's there's quite a few. There's ninety seven different people. Uh, Twenty eight hundred and fifteen dollars were raised, um, and the original release date was set for March twenty third, two thousand twelve. Now, the way I, I would look at it is uh, she has a chance, actually, to, um, and who knows? I mean, I hope this happens. If it doesn't, that kind of sucks because she's posting stuff like crazy about being uh, involved. And in it's not like she's hiding about being uh, not being involved uh, in the, the release at all. She's posting stuff like crazy on Facebook about it. She got so, pissed, didn't she? Wasn't that one of the things? She got what now? Didn't she get pissed about it some for some reason or another? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying that she's posting stuff that um, would lead you to believe that she's not hiding the fact that, she, yes, she had something to do with the the documentary of it and the, the production of it. So I don't I'd know. I'd like to know what her side of this is. Do you, you know anything about it? Like, I, she hasn't said anything about it that I know of. Um, such an odd fucking story, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Again, I talked to a couple people that are pretty close um, with not only the Synapse release, but what was to happen with the original release. Um, and I can go through some more over here. I actually talked talk to someone on Facebook about it. Uh, uh, let's see, it says, Christy put together the campaign. Um, when Synapse acquired the film, they had no idea a campaign was in place or what the perks were. So, um, of course, they voiced that they weren't responsible for providing the free copies of release they had nothing to do with. Wow. Uh, he also said that uh, um, this is up in the air, but apparently Miss Jet is in process of purchasing 30 copies of the Blu-ray from Synapse for folks who back the campaign and who selected the perk. Whether she follows through or not, I don't know. Um, All right. But, <laughs> she fuck? said uh, they were saying on here the majority of the money was for travel expenses when she went to meet the folks from the film. So yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. This is such a weird thing because how do you do this? You've got a documentary. Well, I mean, what I'm trying to figure out. So he bought the rights to it. Did he, he bought the rights to the documentary that she did? No. That's what I asked next, actually. I said, so okay. So this was five years ago. You would think that Synapse would pay her for the documentary. He said, yes, it was. They didn't pay her anything. She didn't do anything uh, for it, as far as I know. It was produced by... Michael Felcher of Red Shirt Pictures. I guess I, everybody knows. I mean, that's who it was produced by. I mean, that motherfucker produces everything yeah. anyway. Um, and I'm not sure how much involvement she had aside from getting the film to Synapse. So, um, 
All right. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. And, uh, you know, like I said, in, in the post earlier, she still has a chance to do the right thing. And I know people, you know, $2,800. I know there's been people that's been ripped off for way more. Uh, oh, somebody yeah. mentioned, remember the big, yeah, the big Texas thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there was somebody posted something about a Cameron Romero movie that was raised, raised like over 30,000. But, you know, I, a lot of people were asking us or asking me in particular to do a little bit of digging on this and see what I could find out about it. And, and that's what's what. And that's what, you know, that's what's up, as our truth would say. Uh, and I honestly, like, I hope that um, the people that did spend their money, there were a lot of people that did the $100 perk on there that paid $100. You know, for people that actually work for money, and have a that have a real damn job um i don't i mean if somebody gives you money they should get what they were expecting even if it was five or six years later i agree and my ultimate advice about this is like i don't know what the circumstances are how this happened the way that it happened or anything but my ultimate advice is like if there's anything like a documentary or like an independent project like that that wants to raise money, I think you probably should not do that. Because, like, you take something, another one, too, that I keep hearing about. Now, this may be the greatest goddamn documentary of all time, and I know this documentary was completed, but part of the problem with it was is that a lot of people didn't get the documentary. It wasn't shipped to them. Or if it was, it was shipped, like, months and months later than it was supposed to be shipped. It was that Fright Night documentary which was like an independent documentary. It wasn't connected right. to, the, uh, to the Blu-ray or anything like that. Um, just don't do that, man. Because like, yeah. normally it's going to be one person, one or two people. Okay, so best case scenario. Remember when we were like shipping shirts and shit back in the day? Best case scenario, you got one or two people that are doing all the work and your shit won't get there until much, much later than you expect. Worst case scenario, somebody's just fucking doing it for money. And they're going to keep all your goddamn money and not give you anything. So it's probably not good either way. Like, you're, you're it's best not to do that. Yeah. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I've never contributed. The only thing I've done like that um, that I can think of was uh, a couple years ago for a, a musical act that I liked to get the album made. I did donate, I think it was 20 bucks to get a copy of the album signed. Yeah. So that's a little bit more safe simply because, you know, if if somebody, it's if one person can go into a studio and record an album, uh, that's a lot easier to do than putting putting together a whole damn documentary movie and every, every, else, every other thing else. I mean, I guess it just depends on the person, though. If, you, if you're a big fan of Christy Jed or, or whoever and you want to help them out, have at it. Speaking of which, though, man, and I don't know, I don't know how much association Christy Jet has with this anyway. But the other story that I saw recently, where I was kind of like, "What was um, the? Is it a Kickstarter campaign for Dread Central?" Oh fuck yeah, I saw that. I was like, "How do you?" Okay, I, now listen. Before I 
start into this, like, I don't know anything about it. I haven't read a goddamn thing about it. Like, I saw where uh, Sean Clark donated to him. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I don't know the circumstances to anything going on with this. But what I do know is, is apparently Red Central was in jeopardy of losing their website. Is that what it was? I, don't, I think what it is, Dread Central, like a lot of other websites out there, they made a lot of money on ad revenue for a while. We actually did really well on ad revenue there, you know, when, when the horror boom was... Yeah, when there know. was actually shit going on. Um, and that's kind of dried up quite a bit, from what I understand. So they needed... I guess these guys don't do anything else. I don't know. I don't know how they can fucking live. And not do yeah, I was going to say, that's a horrible idea. That's true. Um, so the they're doing like a, like a GoFundMe or Indiegogo thing for it. Uh, you know, I, it's like Fangory going out and uh, all everything. I mean, it's just the, the horror business, the way it was, that time period is gone. It's not, it's not that way anymore. Yeah. You know, when the only fucking movie that can come out theatrically is the Bye Bye Man this year for the like past six months, <laughs> something something bad is fucking going on. Okay, I have no idea what the hell happened. How them of all movies, the fucking Bye Bye Man is the one that hit the theater. How? Listen, that's the Bye Bye Man. He says Bye Bye to you. He says, say hello to the bye-bye man. <laughs> Fucking song starts. Oh, God. Uh, no, but, I mean, I'm just, it's just confusing to me. I mean, are they saying that, I, it's a website, right? Yeah. And like, it's not a very, funny to it's never been, web- a, yeah, never been a very good website either. It's, but you need money to keep a website open. I don't, I didn't even know that was a, Thing. You don't really need money, no, because like the only thing that we oh, we actually need your money. Dead Pit does. We can, <laughs> yeah, we just want your money. Yeah. Though. Well, the thing is, well, it, I mean, around, aside man. from you do have your yearly like uh, web costs stuff like that, but I mean, you could keep even if you're doing just podcasts and stuff like that, uh, you can keep a website up for probably a hundred hundred to a hundred fifty dollars a year, no problem. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, like, I'm not going to give Dread Central. I mean, you that can keep shit. it physically up. Um, to yeah. keep people updating it and stuff, you probably have to pay them, I guess. <laughs> so I don't know. But I mean, I won't give them a whole lot of shit because they were more of like a small kind of whatever kind of promotion and things like that. Like they weren't like Fangoria or Rumor or anything like that. They weren't like yeah, they came from I, those guys. All came from the Horror Channel. You remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Thehorrorchannel.com is still up by the way too cuz oh, so, so you know that it doesn't cost much money to keep a website up. <laughs> yeah, so they got fresh content from 2010 up on it. Yeah, I think they put one of our new or old new reviews up. From like but, two, 2008. But I feel like those guys were really kind of like I won't say they were like us per se, but they were interested in the horror film genre and they weren't really probably getting any kind of money other than, you know, the ads and things like that, but Still yet, like, do have we reached the point where you need to fund somebody's website? That just seems exploited. To me. I mean, the way I look at it is honestly, it's the same thing I was saying before. If you if you love the website enough, if it's something that you enjoy that you want to see up, I guess that's the point of having that shit. For me, I don't give a fuck. 
there are always going to be, if Dread Central goes down, there will be some other website to go look at. You know, if you need horror news, I don't care. I don't give a shit. If Bloody Disgusting goes down, if Fangoria, you know, Fangoria, the magazine should have died 15 years ago. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's sad to see it go, but, you know, I mean, it's 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 been horrible for that long, at least. I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of people out there that I respect that do, you know, work in horror films and things like that. Probably Felsher's probably top on the list, but... And there's a lot of people that we haven't liked over the years, but I don't think that... I mean, I kind of hate to say this, but... You can't really put all your eggs in one basket with fucking the horror genre, can you? Like, it's notoriously been up and down ever since the beginning of the genre. Like, they had to know at some point that shit was going to plateau yeah. and then steadily go down. I mean, it, is, I mean, my interest is, I don't know about you, my interest is, is almost gone completely with it. I mean, I like watching the older movies I, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm fucking, I don't even care. I'm I, I'm in more into the older movies every once in a while, and you know I'll talk, you know, a couple of friends at work like horror movies, and I'll talk with them about them and stuff like that. But honestly, man, as far as the new movies and it's dead. It I mean it it has been dead for probably the last two or three years, honestly. Yeah, and one of the things about it that is kind of fun now. Well, it's not fun, but it's interesting is to watch, like, kind of what happens as it dies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are what all these outlets are doing and like what all the conventions are doing and how all these things are starting to function out. There's really not any kind of scene anymore. Yeah. And I kind of watch people that are still doing what we did five years ago in terms of like, they're still collecting everything. And, and I'm kind of just looking at them now. Like they're trying to keep it alive a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, why would you, why would, I mean, people that are like buying every shout factory release just to be having all of them and like buying like all the toys and stuff still, it's like, I don't know how else to say it, but like that train has to stop at some point, doesn't it? Like you can't follow that out forever. I don't think that means that like you're a hardcore fan. It's just at some point you're just fucking, it's a waste. Yeah, I mean, people at get excited for like, the collector's edition release of Tales from the Hood, then you know something's up. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, they've run out of shit for one. <sighs> They have totally run out of I mean, shit. I mean, people can spin it however they want, but they're kind of just, they've run out of things to do, and they're just exploiting the fuck out of everybody with all these, like, special editions. and mm-hmm. Not just special editions, but the steel books and the toys that are fucking, you know, exclusive. And it, I, it's always been going on, but now there's nothing really attached to it. Like, there's no big things coming out. <laughs> that anybody could get excited about yeah. for this. I hate to say it because it's kind of odd to be doing a show about horror films in the middle of the, probably one of the worst times for horror films. Well, like, the, the evening with dead pits, not necessarily all about horror films. So that's how we wanted to change it up a little bit. I mean, of course that's our thing. That's what brought us to the dance, if you will. But yeah, I mean, there's only, we're going to talk about the culture more than anything else because the movies, I mean, I'll be damned if I'm ever going to fucking review the Bye Bye Man, Uncle Bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't want to see that? Oh, I'm never awesome. going to watch that shit. So, anyway. What's funny is, is I'd posted that, that bullshit about the Bye Bye Man 
on Facebook. I was like, is there real? There's a fucking movie coming out called The Bye-Bye Man. Really? It's called The Bye-Bye Man. And I think his name, baby, I want to say it like Dusty Rose because his name was Alan Tusks, if you will. And he was one of the effects supervisors on The Bye-Bye Man, Daddy. And he said, don't you judge it until you watch it, baby. I think everybody's pretty much judged it. And I was like, I'm just, it could be the best movie ever, but it's got the stupidest name of all time. (laughs) With the bye-bye man. man. I'm sorry, Alan Tusk. He comes up to you and he fucking stabs you. Bye-bye. So, and and, yeah, a day later I went on IMDb and looked at the reviews and yeah, evidently the people that did watch it, they weren't too impressed with it either. All right, so since I had an idea about this, too, and then we'll get to the little rumble and all the stuff that uh, we were going to get to anyway. I had an idea, though. I want to go through, because we really haven't done, like, a retrospective of anything, and this will probably be the most depressing retrospective that you've ever done, I'm sure, about uh-huh. horror films. Just go back, and I'll, and I'll go through all the 2016 horror films, and you tell me which of these you've seen. Oh, God. And what you, what you thought of them, okay? Okay. All right, I've got a list of them. These all came out in the theater, right? First up, yeah, these all theatrical. Okay. There's probably about five of them then, right? Yeah. Okay. The Conjuring 2. I did actually see The Conjuring 2. I thought that was a pretty good movie. I actually really enjoyed that. I did too. I can't say anything bad about it. I thought that it was... That may be the only one I've seen, though, that list, because that's the only one that popped up in my head. like, yeah, I saw that and enjoyed it. I thought it was probably as good as the first one, and a lot of people didn't think that, but fuck them. Yeah, it had some... I really like. I love the atmosphere in it. Uh, well, the British part of it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's it very felt British. Like, yeah, it felt like it was actually done around that time. You know, in, in wherever it was supposed to be done. I don't remember London or yeah. Or I was yeah. surprised with it. It was it was it was pretty good. That's an excellent film. Okay, I saw this one on Voodoo. Uh, you might have seen it too. I don't know. Don't breathe. Uh no, I did not see that one. Not yet. I just got it on Voodoo though, not too long ago. So. People were hyping the shit out of that movie, and I thought it was okay, but I wasn't like... Was it at least better than the No Doubt song? <laughs> that was Don't Speak. Oh, no, I thought that was Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Uh, well, you could sing it the same way. It's, it works don't the same. Don't Breathe. Know that you're <laughs> around this house. Don't Breathe. I know you're trying to breathe, but I'm not going to let you breathe. Go fuck yourself in the dirt box. All right. Um, uh, I know you haven't seen this. I haven't either. Ouija, Origin of Evil. No, but I've actually heard that's pretty good, believe it or not. I can't figure it out because it's got like an 82 rating. It's actually on Voodoo as well if you want to watch it. I know. So I haven't watched it yet either. All right. Lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Nothing. I think I've got that one on Voodoo as well, but I haven't watched it. Haven't either. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I actually did watch that. I wanted to see that. I haven't got to see it yet, though. It's a fucking odd movie, man. John Goodman is... Yeah, I mean, in terms of... Uh, like, if you want to base a movie just on one performance as being like a great movie, mm. that would probably be the one to do it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the Purge. I don't Let- give a shit about those movies. Nobody gives a shit about those movies. Uh, Shout- the Shallows. The sha- I did actually see The Shallows. Is that the one with... Um, That's the one with uh, Blake Lively. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I thought that was pretty good. I, that was probably my favorite movie of last year, if I'm being honest. Yeah, we like, saw that. I, 
I guess it's kind of a horror movie. I mean, as much as like Jaws or something was. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a thriller or something. Yeah, I liked it though. I was. I think the part that made me like it more was I expected it to be shit, and like it totally wasn't. And yeah, I kind of did too, actually. And I was like, well, this is, and it's like a very, um, I don't know, pretty looking movie too. Like yeah. it's good visuals. You got the good beach atmosphere. You got Blake Lively to look out there in HD for a while, so it's always good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was enjoyable. Um, I always love movies like that, though. For some reason, I've always had a thing for, you know, like Open Water, Jaws. Uh huh. Uh, Piranha, even like Piranha 3D. You gotta have Piranha in there. So, what about the Mega Octopus versus Sharknoid? Well, I mean that's a must. If you don't have that in your Blu-ray collection, you're an idiot. The boy. The boy. I actually. The boy. I saw the boy. I did, baby. I saw the boy. Oh. I enjoyed the boy. We need a name for this movie. What can we call Let's it? Call it's it. got a boy in it. Let's call it the boy. It's the boy, baby. Now we can put Kabuki in it if you will. He can be the boy. Like, the ending of it, it kind of reminded me of Tourist Trap. Like I don't know why. It must have been the the whole thing with the guy, not to give it away or anything. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the twist ending on it, it was very shocking because I didn't expect it. But at the same time, it was almost like I would have rather it just be what it was. Me too. Like. Uh. So I did. Yeah, I forgot that was actually last year. Went the boy. I enjoyed the boy. the boy. It was pretty good though. It was okay. Uh, for the fiftieth time in history, there's a movie called The Forest, which I didn't see, and I'm sure you didn't either. No, I, I, the only forest that exists to me is the one that Don Jones directed. That's right. Okay, you can go back in the archives and check out that interview with Don Jones. We did. He's my buddy. I'm hoping that you saw this. I don't know if you did or not, but Thirty One, which is Rob Zombie's film, came out together. <sighs> No, I never did see it. I can't wait till you do. It's almost like I've heard. I I probably would have watched it by now, but I've heard nothing but bad things. Damn, man! Like you think some of that other shit? Like it? I mean, Lords of Salem is like Citizen Kane compared to that shit. People are going on about Lords of Salem. Like I just damn. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see what else we got. Nothing really. Yeah, that's pretty bad in a whole year. Yeah. Maybe less than Maybe. like what one movie ever month and a half something. <laughs> I mean, there's some stuff on here. I don't even think it went to theaters though. Did you all go see uh, Split it? No, I've heard it's good though. Pretty much. Yeah. Unanimously. I've heard a couple people. I mean, it's kind of getting a little bit of mixed reviews though too. So it'll be interesting. I will definitely check that out at some point. Uh, I don't know if we'll go in a movie theater and watch it, but I'll probably watch it once it hits the voodoo stream. I, I really think the ad campaign is going to hurt that movie because when I saw the ads, I was like, oh, this looks stupid as hell. And then, like, the feedback I hear about it says that it's really, really good. The twist is really, really good. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the year, I guess, a quick. That's quick. Qu yeah. yeah, we used to do whole shows on that, but, yeah. Uh, good 10 minutes for the year that was 2016. And I'm sure that there were like a lot of directed uh, Blu-ray DVD movies that were pretty good, but we, you know, just give some feedback on those maybe and we'll uh, check them out at some point. So um, last thing up on this week, uh, the evening with Dad Pitt, we're going to be doing a little bit of a preview 
on the uh, 2017 Royal Rumble, which they're actually they're promoting it as the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble. It's the 30th Royal Rumble, but technically the 30th anniversary would be next year. Is that right? That's right, because they did want the first one was in 1988. Hacksaw right, Jim yeah. Duggan won it. I didn't even think. Are they are they saying this is the thirtieth? They are. Yeah, the thirtieth anniversary of the Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure everybody knows it was in in eighty eight though. Like, I don't think they give a shit really. I don't know. I guess they're just promoting it because they are having it in a big dome this year, and they haven't. I don't know if they've. I think they're close to selling out, but I don't think that they've sold out yet. Um. So, I mean, have you been keeping up with? Uh, WWE that much over the last couple I've of been, months? I've been trying to. I mean, I've never watched SmackDown, even when I was like at the height of of watching, you know, wrestling in general. But I hear SmackDown's got the better show now. Um, I watch Raw if I'm if I'm watching anything, and that's kind of like hit and miss with me too. So I really haven't kept up as much as I yeah. normally do. I mean, the, the reason SmackDown, I think, is the better show is it's just two hours and... It's just, it flows way better than Raw. And Raw has this, you know, they break the show up. They have the cruiserweights on and off there. It's three hours long. Well, I remember, like, um, I listen to Cornette all the time, his podcast. Um, he's got a couple of podcasts, but he's always the one that I listen to pretty much religiously. But him and the guy that he's on there with did a breakdown, and, and I guess fans were talking about this. This has been probably about a month ago. There was a Raw where they had 17 combined minutes of wrestling. And, like, the whole rest of the show was, what, like, whatever. Bullshit. Promos and segments and shit yeah. like that. 17 minutes out of three hours had anything to do with wrestling. It's bad. And it was, yeah. Well, they've, kind got, of, they've got such a hard-on for Roman Reigns on Raw, too. Like, I, it, you thought for a little while they'd given up on him. But now, you know, he's going to be in the... The Universal Championship match at yeah, the Rumble. Yeah, they're never going to give up on that. Like, I've come to that conclusion. That guy yeah. is going to be pushed forever. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns thing. Yeah, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. They've got the, the shark cage. Yeah, Jericho's going to be suspended in the shark cage above the ring. It's like Super Bowl 1990. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are kind of assuming that Roman Reigns is going to win the championship there. I don't think you do that. I think that that would be the worst thing to do. Uh, what I mean, I will tell you what I would do leading up to WrestleMania for the Universal Championship is, um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I think I would, I would be shocked if Kevin Owens didn't win. But I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that, that would be awful to do that. Yeah, I do too. Like, but then again, I think anything that Roman Reigns gets over on somebody like that would be an awful move anyway. So, like. If you're going to do, I'm assuming that they're wanting to make him, I mean, just like the guy, because that seems to be what they constantly do, talking about Roman Reigns, where he's just like constantly on top, um, then you should have a build, shouldn't you? I mean, something other than fucking him squashing the shit out of him in this match. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know how they'll finish it, but I would, like I said, they, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, Roman Reigns over in that because if if he is uh, the winner, he's going to get fucking booed out the ass. Of course, and that's kind of what happened when I mean, he's going to get booed anyway. He's going to get booed anyway, but yeah. 
So we'll go on up for the rest of the rest of the card, though. I mean, there's a bunch of bullshit on here. There is a bunch. Of bullshit. I mean, there's probably I more think... matches that we don't we don't even know. But uh, they're gonna have a cruiserweight championship match with uh, we like to call him the crackhead Kofi Rich Swan versus uh, uh, Neville. <laughs> I actually like what they're doing with Neville, though. Yeah, like, Neville. That's one of the only fucking things I did like. Yeah, I actually really enjoy the. Uh, it's kind of like the Gollum version of Neville. That they're yeah. doing like he's the he's the angry little elvish guy. Well, let's be honest. That gimmick, the face gimmick of Neville, it pretty much plateaued after about the first month. Like you can't have the happy, you know, Evan Bourne character. That never works, man. Well like, that never goes over. The thing with him too is honestly is like he's really freaking good in the ring too. I mean yeah, now is. where they where he's the bad guy, he's kind of got something going on the mic as well like he's kind of got a little bit of a character now that's what i'm saying that one dimensional kind of thing that he was doing which a lot of those guys did that too they just never go over like they just they peter out there (laughs) so i would expect uh neville to actually win that one i would imagine yeah because they're trying to push him i think yeah Oh, let's see here the next one on here that i see is charlotte versus uh bailey um, I actually don't see Charlotte winning. I mean, I don't see Bailey winning this already. Let me let me ask you a question, man. What's that? You remember in NXT when Bailey was like huge and they were having the matches with Sasha and all that stuff? Yeah. What in the fuck happened when she came to Raw? Well, like a lot of people, she came and she was popular at first, and then they just didn't do anything with her for three or four months, and now they're finally doing a little something with her. I don't get that though. They they do that a lot, but it's like, isn't it kind of like ruining the character and the push and everything? And then they're gonna throw them back into like I don't understand why they do that so much. Where they they'll bring somebody up and then push them for like a couple of weeks and then they just lose interest. Yeah, and they then, they do that with a lot of people. Yeah, and then try to bring them back into something else. It's like. Kevin Owens actually gives a fuck. They did that with Kevin Owens for a long time. Like when they first brought him in, he was like he beat John Cena. He was yeah. like the main event. And then he was down the undercard for about a year and then he they finally made him, you know, the main event again. So Yeah, um, but I don't see Charlotte losing. I mean I just no, can't see she's her. She's not gonna lose that fucking match, ain't no way. Yeah. Charlotte, like I don't I don't know what you think about her, but I mean she's probably like one of the best women wrestlers that's ever I mean, overall package that there's ever been. She is, yeah. That's I mean, kind of crazy that she's Ric Flair's daughter too. Just her her look and the way that she wrestles, which is weirdly the way that she wrestles is kind of like old NWA style, like somehow mm-hmm. or another. Like she's not one of the high flyers or anything like that, and she's a, which a lot of women try to do that after Lita, and she's not you know one of the just the huge women like uh, what was that woman's name. Uh, they just come in and like squash people. Fucking what was her name? The big awesome uh, Kong. She's yeah, not like that. Yeah. She's just like an old school territory style wrestler, which I guess is from Flair. Probably where she got that. Yeah. What's like crazy is that she's like she, from day day one for her training was like sometime in 2012, I think. So she's gotten that good in that short of amount of time. That's just fucking crazy. I mean, Bailey's been wrestling since she was like a teenager. So, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, that'll be a good match, though. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of squash people, 
The other one, too, is uh, AJ Styles versus John. <laughs> Big match, John. <laughs> Big match, John Cena, by God. God damn it. If he wins that, I'll uh, fucking kill somebody. Yeah, I honestly think that he's winning that because AJ's beating him like twice in a row or something like that. Uh, I just can't see him beating him again. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think AJ Styles is the reason that people like SmackDown so much, though. I mean, that guy has come such a long way since his TNA days, even. I mean, just overall character. Like, he's one of the best talkers on SmackDown. He's by far the best wrestler probably in the whole company. At least, you know, top two, I would say. Yeah, he definitely is. But, yeah, this match is – these guys – wrestle well together it's probably going to be an awesome match at the least but I'd say Cena will win it I hope you're wrong but I'd say I hope I'm wrong too but it just it feels like you think there is any chance of uh, like interference from Corbin or anything like that it's possible but I don't see it honestly like I I, I'd say probably what'll happen is he'll beat the shit out of both of them (laughs) Yeah. He'll win. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I would be surprised though if Cena didn't win it. Um, just because Styles beat him twice before already, and like I said, you don't get the upper hand on John. No, there's two people that if uh, you would, I would always put my money on to win a match, and it would be Cena and Triple H. Yeah. So anyway, what what is your, I think it's all the matches that are known, isn't it? Yeah, aside from the actual Rumble match themselves, and You've got a lot of big... Uh, I was going to ask you, who do you think will win the Rumble? Here's here's what I was thinking will happen in the Rumble. Just because, you know, the winner of the Rumble gets to face whichever champion they want, I guess. Uh, they haven't really said that, I don't think. Because uh, this is the first... I mean, used to, whenever it was the uh, SmackDown and Raw brand split, whoever won got to choose which championship they wrestled for at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I don't know. They haven't, they haven't really said that yet, but my idea, which is why I wanted to keep Kevin Owens as champion, is to have Chris Jericho actually win the Royal Rumble and go for... I just think that would be a good story because those guys, those guys are the best thing that's on Raw right now. I was going to say, like, isn't it fucking weird to you that probably the best entertainer or character or anything like that is Jericho? Yeah. At least in my opinion. Like, he's the only guy that really tries to get himself over consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's completely reinvented himself because I was bored to death with Jericho, like, last year. That's three fucking times, though, man. Like, think about that. Like who who else do you know has done that that many times? I have Maybe no Hogan? idea. I don't think Hogan did it three times. Probably not. The, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, the interesting thing about the Rumble this year, though, is you really don't. There's not a clear, you know, like last couple of years, like oh yeah, it's going to be either so and so or whoever. You know, you don't really know because they've got like so many big names in there. And storyline-wise, you can't really, you know, you can't really see a clear-shot winner on it. A lot of people are thinking maybe Goldberg will win it or something well, like that. Well, wouldn't it be, I mean, using your theory, wouldn't it be awesome if at the end you had Goldberg, Lesnar, 
and fucking Jericho. And like... Braun Strowman. Yeah. Uh, that might be the last four, I guess. Yeah. And then, with the fucking heat that uh, Jericho has in real life with Goldberg and that fucking Lesnar, too, for that man. Yeah. Then, I mean, that would be amazing for the finish. See, I think they could do something kind of where Goldberg and Lesnar kind of eliminate each other in a way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then have Braun Strowman. You could, you could have Strowman look like he's beating the crap out of Jericho the whole time and something happens at the end where, you know, Jericho, you know, gets uh, gets him over the top rope somehow or something like that. I'm telling you this, though, with 100% degree of certainty. Of the final four people that will be in that ring, Goldberg and Lesnar will be... One of the four. Well, Undertaker's no in it as well. He's in the yeah. Rumble as well, so we didn't even think about that. So they that's, could, the, that's the one that's unknown, though. Like, what the hell are they going to do with him? I don't know. Evidently, he's wanting to wrestle a little bit more, they, they're, they're saying. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get in there before he's fucking 100, I guess. Probably. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that's the Royal Rumble. What's your thought? I mean, who if you were to make a prediction, what, who do you think was, was going to win it? I mean, th- there's really four people in there that, like, it's too close for me to call. Like, you got Goldberg, you got Lesnar, you got The Undertaker, and I don't know if I would put Jericho in there. I don't know what they're going to do with Jericho. Like, if they wanted to really push him, they would do that. But I don't know how many I did. And you got Seth Rollins, too. Well, the thing you got to look at, though, is most of those matches that they have planned, like, even, like, I think Taker, they've been wanting to do Taker and Cena at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, they're probably going to do Lesnar and uh, Goldberg again at WrestleMania. That doesn't need to be for a title or anything. They can My do that. My thought, this is if, and this is only if, like, the WWE had any fucking, like, morals or common sense or kind of loyalty, and I know they don't, but my thought would be, have fucking Undertaker eliminate Lesnar as like a payback for breaking the street, and that be the end of. Yeah, but I know that ain't gonna happen. But I think that'd be a cool way to end it. We will see. It's coming up this Sunday. Uh, you've been watching the WWF Event Center with Sean Mooney. We'll take it back to the Gorilla and Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I guess that is it for episode two of an evening with the dead pit. It's been fun, though, ain't it, Uncle Bill? It has, just like old times. So we will be back hopefully sometime soon. Hopefully it won't be another four-month hiatus uh, for us. But uh, we appreciate everybody keeping us uh, in your thoughts and prayers and all that good stuff. We're going to go lay it down and smack it, yak it, Daddy. So we'll see you guys next time. Be sure to uh, stay tuned on the original Horror Talk Radio website. It's over at deadpit.com. Don't start a Kickstarter. Just don't do it. You can suck on my dick starter. <laughs>